What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, February 11th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the former informer, Imran Khan. Howdy. This is the first time this year we've hosted together. It's I been think. a long time yeah. since we're on anything, even because the the games cast shakeups, too, the way yeah. we've been cycling people in and out on mm-hmm. that. Yeah. How you been? I've been good. Still playing games? I am occasionally still playing games. Cool. Yes. That's good. That's I heard good. your name last night watching a giant bomb thing. Oh, was it? In, what, oh, God. Uh, they were playing Patapon 2. <laughs> oh, okay, fair. Okay. Yeah, no. Jeff Gretzman introduced it as Greg Miller's Patapon 2, and then nobody better than I. It's like, nobody's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, that sounds about right. Man, I tell you what. That's what I, if I'm known for that, just bringing back games only I care about, I'm good enough. <laughs> I, I lived my life. I did my thing. Mm-hmm. How you been? I've been good. Have I've been, you talked about this near concert? We've talked about it, I think, in a text, like, real briefly. Yeah, I, I think Blessing asked me a little bit about it. On the air? It was great. It was worth it. it was yeah, it was really good. Okay. I think they're still touring or they're still adding dates. So if you get a chance to go, like, people should go. Okay. But it was, it was fucking cool for me as a New York fan. I fucking loved it. Yeah? Yeah. And then, yeah, catch me up. You started talking about this before we were on the air, but then I stopped you. We talked about it a little bit on Twitter. You started trying to make the Kind of Funny crew in The Sims. Yes. But you couldn't have enough characters. I saw that tweet originally. Yeah. So the limit for a household is eight people. Sure. Which I could get. Most of the kind of funny people on there, but then I couldn't get anybody else. Sure. So I went. I apparently it's also free on Origin right now. So it's like, okay, I'll download this, add a script mod, which is apparently they can put. Okay, you can put more in there. Yeah. So Break now the I have game. a limit of twenty three. Okay. Uh. Wow. Okay. But then I started. I, I made my character, but it's like, oh, you added someone in story mode, which is not the same as like adding a bunch of people in the house and just seeing what happens. Yeah, yeah. And I have to like think about other things, like, oh, I should find a mod that cancels out all romance because that's weird. No. I can't have that in the house. I want to see Tim and Nick finally get together. Yeah, let me and Greg fall in love. Okay? Yeah, exactly. Like okay, we we ro- love is love, Imran. What are you doing? <laughs> if we want to do romance, I can keep that there. Keep I it will, there. I, wanna, I, wanna I will updates. turn off pregnancy, so. Okay, that's yeah, fair. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then, yeah, I have to learn more about Sims, because this is literally the first time I've ever brewed You've up. You've never played a Sims, wow. I, I think I've watched my friend play it like freshman year of high school. Yeah. And have not engaged myself in Sims since then. When it came on PS2, I played it a bunch. Uh, I forget which number. I think that might have been Sims 2, but I could be wrong on that. Kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. I think I own... No, I reviewed the herbs on GBA. Yeah, and I, I reviewed one for the college... Uh, well, I guess it's confusing if you don't know Mizzou, but like the the magazine insert in the Columbia, Missouri, and when I was still in college, I reviewed Sims there. And it, but it was just a column, and since nobody knew, it was like whatever. And I remember... I don't know how these guys got early access to The Sims, but they wa- my assigning editor walked in and had four CD-ROMs burned that I had to like, put in this computer and load up to try to actually make this happen. That sounds incredibly you know, illegal and no. not great, PC but sure, whatever. Dumb, whatever. You know what I mean? It was, it was a different time back then, the Wild West, Barrett. Yeah. Everything was on cartridges. People didn't know. Was, know. Even anti-EA sounds crazy. Back then. <laughs> <Sounds> <laughs> Everybody loved EA back then. We're like, why? They'll never turn on this company. They're making all our favorite games over here. I bet that Superman Returns game is going to be great. I digress. Let's instead talk about how much Sony paid for Insomniac, Borderlands getting a bunch of updates, and is PlayStation AI about to make you pay for help? Because this... It's Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday, on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can give us your questions, comments, concerns, your squad-up requests, and everything under the video game sun. You can also, on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, get the show ad-free and get the exclusive post-show. However, if you don't mind the ads and you don't want the post-show, you can watch live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash your wrong tell us what we screw up as we screw it up just like rhd16 did he says sims 1 was on ps2 
The game had a story mode alongside the creative mode. Uh, thank you. We'll get a lot of other things wrong there, so make sure you're there. <laughs> uh, anyways, you help us set the record straight for everybody watching later on YouTube.com slash games. Go over there, subscribe. Uh, roosterteeth.com. I don't care if you go there or not. And listening on podcast services around the globe. Subscribe, like, share there, too. Uh, housekeeping for you, PlayStation. Or no, actually, P.S. I love you, XOXO. Episode 6 is live right now. YouTube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, podcast services around the globe. Go check out me and Blessing arguing about prices. Uh, Barrett and Blessing being too young to know what a koosh ball is. Again, was, we do you know what a koosh ball what, is? Yeah, those pretty, I was thinking about those the other day, actually. Hell yeah, yeah, you were. I'm always thinking about the koosh. We koosh. knew what they were. We just didn't know that you they didn't were You didn't when I said it. You didn't, no, you didn't know but what it was. we brought up the you images. Didn't, and you and didn't we remember like, oh, it being shit. on Rosie O'Donnell's talk show either. How could you forget the I, word Koosh? I think. How can you forget the Rosie O'Donnell, O'Donnell show? All I know Rosie O'Donnell from is from Harriet the Spy, okay? That's all I know, you know her from. Do you know how we used to know when it was the last joke of the show? What? It'd be taped to the desk. Wow. And the whole audience would chant taped to the desk. I loved the Rosie talk show. It explains <laughs> a lot about my styles, I think, as a host. <laughs> God damn. Um, at 11.30 a.m. today, so maybe way later for the rest of you, you can all go to YouTube.com slash games. Watch a brand new video from Fran and me about The Division 2. That's all I'm allowed to tell you. But that game is three dollars yeah oh, we're gonna talk about that in deals of the day yeah but if you can go get the division two right now for three dollars regardless of whatever fran and i's video is about to be <laughs> go buy the division for three dollars yes are you insane the most that's the most hours that's i great. put in the game last year Hell according yeah. to uh, ps you will get three dollars out of enjoyment if you could just boot it up and like look at how just look at, just walk yeah. around dc you're like oh yeah <laughs> wow it's pretty i was reading like one thing i was reading a smash Bros. melee like announcement throughout the other day i saw this yeah you're like nothing's changed yeah <laughs> and there was a weird part where they started speculating on fran being in the game Awesome. Just as a joke. And there's this like shade against Fran that I do not understand and I want to read here. Sure, yeah, okay. So wait, so to bring it up to so this is an ancient thread from somewhere about 2001 yes. about uh, <laughs> smash brothers melee and they're talking about fran mirabella the third of course yes hell yes it says can we expect fran mirabella in as one one person said the next person responds of course we can't fran would probably try to use his old mobile against us use jumper cables to start it and then go at five miles per hour for a few seconds we were running out of gas and having to walk to Mexico. yeah I don't understand that, but that's what makes it funnier to me. Oh, Imran, let me explain some <laughs> things to you. So, as oh, everybody knows, mm-hmm. and by the way, if you're not a usual listener, you just wandered in, we're about to get into the weeds. Go ahead and start hitting the skip button on your podcast. <laughs> everybody knows Fran Mirabella is a clown, right? He's a, he's a living cartoon character. We love him for it. We appreciate him for it. The Fran you know in 2020, that's all about, he has this hair, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's, people know him for the hair. They know him for working out all the time. Should I have a beer? Should I not? He's drinking a fancy cocktail. He's well put together. Brother, <laughs> let me tell you. When Fran started at IGN way, way back in the day, right, he was a schlub like everybody else. And he drove this piece of shit car that I never saw. It was gone by the time I got there. Actually, it might have been, I think, permanently parked in the IGN parking lot by the time I got there, but I never rode in it. I don't think of Fran with a car. (laughs) But he had this beat-to-shit Oldsmobile that looked like complete trash, and he got in an accident, and for some reason, I I forget if he did it or somebody else from IGN did it, maybe Nick's, they put monster hands coming out of the trunk and they, he left him there. So he had this fucked up rear end that looked like he had a human being's body in the back. I think it was Samus, too. I think he had a custom license plate that said Samus. He was an insane person. I love the idea that not only did this exist, but it permeated internet culture so much yeah. that it was a 
a common, well-known joke about Fran. Totally. In Smash Brothers. And at think the time. about this too. Like this is 2001. You said right. Mm-hmm. There's no IGN podcast. <laughs> there aren't editors on video. Really. This is all through articles and mailbags and whatever. Every article they're putting on IGN, they're talking about a shitty car enough <laughs> and making fun of Fran in the written form enough that everybody's like, I get this reference. Of course, I'll have his car in there as a Final Smash. <laughs> How things change. How things change. How, how they, they change stay the same, same right? <laughs> uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, James Davis, David Mindtel, Mohammed Mohammed, uh, the nanobiologist, Frank Furter, Shiraz Razak. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Higgins, Travis Austin Gajkowski, Drew Garnier Frutis, Dominic Shorter, uh, Ginny Burnt. Burned. It's burned. Burnt. D- d- burned. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Joseph, so- it's like The Simpsons, right? Uh, Joseph Solar and Katie Gallagher. Remember, everybody, this is my final games daily of the week. I'm off to Vegas after this to party with Shuhei Yoshida on his birthday, but more importantly, host the Dice Awards on Thursday. We'll be hosting them live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. You can come watch with the best friends. 8 p.m. Jessica Chobot and I kick that off. Today, we're brought to you by Upstart, Mint Mobile, and Spotify's The Besties, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. Six items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Imran, mm-hmm. Sony paid $229 million for Insomniac Games. That they did. Um, I did not credit anyone for this story. I think I took it from Games Industry. No, hold on. Everybody, hold your horses. Imran, <laughs> fill, fill, the t- fill the time. Talk about something. Uh, let's see. Talk about games-related stuff. When they did buy Insomniac, mm-hmm. you're doing great. They ended up purchasing a lot of IPs. They didn't purchase publishing rights for some games, yeah. but I think that may be changing because they've also rumored certain other things. Like, aren't they've hinted at certain other things in various ways that made it sound like maybe Sunset Overdrive okay. might be one of those games? Who knows? Yeah, 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 yeah. That said, if Sunset Overdrive was that game, I'd be really fucking glad because so, Sunset Overdrive is a fucking great game. Deserve another shot. This is Brendan Sinclair over at GamesIndustry.biz. Sony has revealed the price it paid to make longtime collaborator Insomniac Games part of the PlayStation family. According to a filing made today with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, the acquisition of the studio cost Sony $229 million, paid out mainly in cash. Sony announced the deal last August, following up on the success of Insomniac's PlayStation 4 exclusive Spider-Man game. At the time of the studio sale, the game had sold more than 13.2 million copies. Prior to the sale, Insomniac Games had worked closely with Sony for decades. Founded in 1994, it only released games on Sony platforms for the first 18 years of its existence, creating franchises like Spyro the Dragon, Ratchet and Clank, and Resistance. It branched out in 2012 with the Facebook game Outer Knots and has since explored development for mobile, Xbox 360, Xbox One, PC, Oculus Rift, and Magic Leap 1. That's that game for the kids. That's where you make the kitty stuff, Magic Leap. I never know. what. Ma- Whenever someone says Magic Leap, Magic something, I was like, is that the VR headset or AR headset or something? Oh, shit, really? That makes more sense because it's after Rift. I, I thought that was the one where like the, you kid, the kids play the number games. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Remember when you go to your mom would like take you to the Toys R Us and there'd be like the educational video games? Like Yeah, no, play. it makes me think of that. Like I, I want to say Magic Leap is for sure. I want to say it's the same name, yeah. Magic I don't know if Magic Leap one is it. Magic Leap, spatial computing. Oh, that's, that's, like, you no, say that that name, Magic like, Leap is definitely fucking VR. It makes me huh. think of like Super Munchers and like frog fractions, like a real frog fraction, not the fake frog or huh, no, the you know, Magic right. Leap is definitely a fucking full blown VR thing. Kinda of funny.com slash wrong. What is the fucking thing I'm thinking of that kids play? Like they're stupid games. Barry, you had a you were you were a young kid growing up without a koosh ball. You must have had one of these dumb Leapfrog? Yeah, Leapfrog. That's yeah. it. I want to say yeah, Frogger. I had a bunch of those. 
Yeah. Do they taught they me, taught me how to say the letters and spell. Wow, I could use that. Yeah. I stumble through these Patreon <laughs> names every day. Uh, back to Brendan. Those days are presumably behind it, talking about all the other stuff. Uh, at the time of the acquisitions announcement, then Sony Interactive uh, Entertainment Worldwide Studios chairman Sean Layden explained, quote, the addition of Insomniac Games to S-I-E-W-W-S reiterates our commitment to developing world-class gaming experiences that can only be found on the PlayStation platform. Um, Imran. Mm-hmm. $229 million. So I looked up a list of the most expensive studio acquisitions. Sure. And it just gives me a general list of like stuff over $100 million. Uh, Insomniac Games is not not even squarely in the middle. It's like pretty down there. Yeah. For example, Microsoft bought Rare for $375 million, which like and This is all like counting for inflation and stuff like of that. Of course, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Insomniac, I think, is a better buy than Rare was. Sony yep. bought Gaikai for $380 million. Uh, what else? Disney bought pl- Playdom. I'll try to arch buy Bioware for seven hundred seventy-five. Okay. No Bioware and Pandemic. They bought Popcat for seven fifty. Like Insomniac, considering how well Spider-Man did for them, yeah. This is they bought it. It would be a bargain at twice the price, honestly. Boris and Double Zero writes into Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, just like you can to be a part of the show, and says, "Good morning, Greg and Imran. Sony paid two hundred twenty-nine million to acquire Insomniac, and that is a lot of money, despite how much I love Insomniac. So I have to ask: Did they overpay?" Spider-Man did well, and during that time they released some well-received Oculus-exclusive games, but after looking at their games released, I see nothing but a hodgepodge of games uh, that, while some might be good and critically acclaimed, like Ratchet & Clank 2016, Song of the Deep, and Stormland, fuck yeah, Song of the Deep, by the way, most of these have been released to a niche market. By having only one huge sales hit in the last five-ish years, did Sony overpay for Insomniac, or are they paying a lot of money to save money later during the Spider-Man 2 development? I mean, he kind of hits the nail on the head that, like, this makes it so that Spider-Man is a guarantee that it's going to be entirely under their purview. But the main thing is, Insomniac has made not great sellers because they've increasingly been at the wishes, whims of a publisher. Man, remember EA and Fuse? I remember EA and Fuse. And yeah. I talked to them once at, I think it was a GDC party. I was like, hey, what was the deal with that? It's like, yeah, focus groups are a thing. And yep. publishers are a thing. And that's the thing where it's like when you have... Here's the thing about it. I To even get before we get into like EA fucking them on that. Mm. It is definitely the idea that Insomniac fits so well in the PlayStation first-party landscape. Of uh, what do you want to make? Cool, go make it. Yeah. You know what I mean? As long as you can sell it to us, and as long as you can now sell it to Herman or whatever, and make make him understand why this is there. Go make it, and they're usually, it seems, gonna stay out of your way. Yeah, so they're not in EA, where it's like, hey, yeah, we want to make Fuse. And what was Fuse's original title? Do you remember? Overstrike. That's right. It was, and it had this cartoon. It had all this character. It was all personal. And in a like, world before Overwatch, that would have been great. Totally right. Exactly. It looked it looked beautiful and cool and different. And they put out that taser, and everybody liked it. And then yeah, focus <laughs> groups in EA and bean counters and suits were like, well, no. Why don't you make it more realistic? What if we change the name to Fuse? What if we do uh, uh, Barry? If you want to bring it up for this, Google search the box art for Fuse. What if we remove all the heads of the character on the box art? Yes, yeah, so let's like make a lens this player, the like- most generic ass let's make the most generic ass cover we can for a game we've made you water down to be generic ass garbage this was the fucking box art who in their right mind would walk into GameStop and be like oh fuse with no heads I think a friend of mine made that photoshop of the clearance sticker oh did they really that's the real box art I can't speak to the clearance sticker when when did this come out uh, that was 20, 2013. Yeah. Okay, that kind of makes sense because there was like a good like from 2012 or like even 2011 to like 2014 or 15 where it was a bunch of games that were just doing generic ass box art like this. And it was just like, why? 
Who thought this was a good idea? When it was, yeah, yeah put bald white guys on the cover. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, like, the game itself was... It had some interesting ideas, but it would have been much more interesting with personality, and they tripped all that out. And I think Insomniac, I think they're increasingly not happy with the way publishers, like, work with them. Or, oh, yeah, I guess totally. they were, because now they're owned by Sony. But Sony has proven that if you prove yourself with a game, like a major successful game, as long as you continue to keep doing stuff like that, you can do whatever the hell else you want. Like, Media Molecule is a prestige studio. Work on Dreams for seven years. Yeah, let's see how that works out. <laughs> I mean, you know, they, you know, it's, you know, a long lot of discussion, obviously, on uh, PS I Love You today about Dreams and the marketing plan and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, that's the thing is they do give you all the rope in the world to hang yourself with. Yeah. <laughs> let's see if it works. But, yeah. I mean, like, as long as they make Spider-Man 2, who, el- who knows what and, else they're going to do? And, like, I mean, again, to what we're talking about, you know, uh, obviously... Ratchet and Clank is a PlayStation franchise. Give it yes. to me. And so you <laughs> know you're sequel. you know you're going to get another Ratchet and Clank from them. Mm-hmm. You know that they have gone out and done a whole bunch of VR stuff. That they are into VR. That they do understand VR. And so the question then becomes: All right, cool. If you if you still have small teams that want in Insomniac that want to make VR stuff, cool. Make some stuff for PlayStation yeah. VR. Like you said, I, it's it's fuzzy to our knowledge right now purview of what IPs and where they are and how that all plays out. But if it is, they ha- can take over some of the Insomniac VR library and put it on the PlayStation VR. Now, great. Yeah. But less of them. And more to the point, like, they're one of Sony's only studio, or biggest studios that works at any level. Naughty Dog will not do a small game. Like, that's just, the, that, that's the studio they are. They make yeah. giant, big-budget things that receive Criterion Collection's caliber and acclaim. Yeah. But Insomniac can do a Ratchet and Clank, which is, like, it's not a triple-A game. It's a double-A Mostly kind of game. I think I would argue that they've done AAA Ratchet and Clank before, yes. and the return's not there. And yeah, that's why you saw that last one that was tied into the movie. That was a great Ratchet and Clank. Nobody's arguing, but it was a step back of more of like this is a smaller scope Ratchet and Clank. This yeah. isn't a crack in time. This isn't. You know. They can do like VR games. They can do Song of the Deep style games. They're like God, Song of the Deep was indie good. level games, which are that fills up portfolios and it does it quickly and cheaply. Yeah, which is not a thing that you'll get from most other Sony studios at this point. Big Daddy Bear Bear. Just to drive home the point of this, because I think Overstrike and Fuse is one of the most interesting things of all time. Yeah. I sent to Control two trailers. Can you just put up the Overstrike one from uh, there and then jump just a little bit ahead in it just to look at it? You know what I mean? And then uh, for people to see. And then I want you to show the, uh, go into the Fuse launch trailer right afterwards <laughs> or whatever. Because like, you're looking here, and like you were saying, like we were saying, right? Like Keep in mind, this wasn't before everybody had this style of yes. Overwatch in this, like, not animated, you know, goofy thing, but, like, where it had a personality, right? That yeah. Looked, I remember watching this and being like, oh, man, it looks like it looks like a stepped-up Borderlands. It right? reminded me of, like, Incredibles. Like, yeah. there was a different Pixar kind of thing, but, like, a more adult look to it. Yeah. Which is, like, in an like Blizzard came and ate their lunch on it, which yeah. is ridiculous because they could have been there to pioneer it. Yeah. So this is what the game was originally This is what they yeah. originally showed everybody. Gotcha. Honestly, if you p- go forward like another yeah, minute. Yeah, just jump ahead. Just jump ahead. Like, it, it gets a lot more colorful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let, let it go here and tell me, like, if I, if not, Whoa. I guess, if I showed you stuff like this and I was like, it somehow. This is literally a scene from Incredibles. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, you remember the first uh, Sunset Overdrive trailer? Yeah. Where it was, like, a kind of looking like a Call of Duty style game and then it became, like, a Super more brightly colorful thing. Yeah, I think that, that was making fun of what happened in this game. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That's also like, a thing from Incredibles. You know what? Incredibles ripped them off. I just want to say. Yeah. That came out in like Brad 2004. <laughs> wow. You know what I mean? That sucks that they got ripped off and somehow left on the other. <laughs> anyway, jump to the other one though. Because like okay. this is again, you're colorful. It looks cartoony. It looks like the Incredibles. Yeah. And then we're going to see a Fuse trailer here in a second of what they actually, what this game became if you're not 
watching. What if they came back and were like, fuck it, we have a new game that's like basically views or Overstrike? Overstrike. I mean, like, it'd be interesting uh, how that nets out and like if anybody cares about it. Same thing, Barrett, just jump ahead. Like, it, I mean, there's, you know, a lot of preamble here. But just such a thing is, cool reshooting things. God, this is the most EA ass. I know, right? <laughs> 360 trailer. Yeah, oh, cool. Nah, all the personality's gone. Mm -hmm. Just another. Like, I stuff. don't remember. I have a pretty decent knowledge of trailers. I don't remember this at all. No, I, it's def. I mean, that's how I think forgettable this whole thing. Well, the only thing that was memorable about Fuse was the fact that it was a different game. Yeah. <laughs> that, like, in, that clearly people got it their hands on and were like, no, don't do it this way. Do it this way. Womp womp. There you go. Thanks, Barry. I just wanted to show the difference yeah, in there. You yeah, can look yeah. into more of this, obviously, all over the place. Uh, so, yeah. I think it's a good buy. I, yeah. I don't think you have to worry about it. I think they, it is a purchase that is down the line, let alone the, or, uh, it's going to pay off dividends as you go in, in the future. Yeah, I think like, it very specifically works out for them. It works out for Insomniac, who's yeah. had a rough time dealing with certain publishers for a long time. Like Even everything with Microsoft wasn't necessarily like roses and wine. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... This I think they'll be happier with Sony, and that their game output will show it. Agreed. Uh, number two on the Roper Report, a bunch of quick hits from you. Uh, Borderlands put up a community love letter today talking about a bunch of updates that are coming both in February's uh, February update and then that are coming in uh, at their March as well. So first off for February, the level cap is being increased from 50 to 53. This will include uh, three additional skill points now as you go. Uh, they're introducing the ability to go and uh, skip uh, your in-game cutscenes now. So when you're playing with friends and you've already done it or you just don't want to watch it in general, you can actually get through it and stuff, which awesome. is weird how long that took right yeah very weird uh it's but you know it's a normal thing where that should be super easy and is it who the hell knows yeah i remember like their pat not patch notes but like developer roadmap a while ago so yeah. like you'd think this would be easy but, but it's not <laughs> here we are six months later uh they're also introducing uh, the ability to toggle your guardian rank on and off so if you're it's screwing with your build you can turn that off uh the broken hearts day event is dropping this week as part of the patch two. uh the seasonal event drops february 13th as part of the february patch that i'm talking about as well um that'll be toggle uh, toggleable as well because everybody got so pissed off at bloody harvest being on all the time yes uh they're improving fight for your life where you'll be able to have more people come help you it'll revive people faster uh mayhem oh, that's a good chain like yeah Official item, fight for your life improvements, specifically we're looking at increasing the interaction radius between players, telegraphing revives to other players more clearly, and allowing multiple players to contribute to revive. Uh, we expect to have this available in March. Yeah, that's that should have been a thing that's been in Borderlands for a long time. Agreed as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mayhem 2.0 is coming March. Uh, they're continuing to work on Borderlands 3 fixes. Uh, with each of the upcoming patches, you can expect some updates to enhance the player experience. The next round of UI improvements will come with the second campaign add-on. Uh, second campaign add-on will be revealed at PAX East uh, at just uh, what, the end of the month or whatever. Yeah, end of February. Yeah, uh, you can watch it live on twitch.tv slash Borderlands. Yep. Yeah, that's right. What else will be playable at PAX East? A bunch of stuff, man. Indies, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Uh, Greg Way, number three on the report, The Last of Us Part 2 will be playable at PAX East. We read from Arnie Meyer's uh, post on the Naughty Dog blog. Not only did Ellie and Joel's journey begin in Boston, but PAX East also has a special meaning for us. It was where we gave you the first ever opportunity to go hands-on with The Last of Us back in 2013. We thought it would only be fitting to return to the city that started it all to give fans the first ever public hands-on with The Last of Us Part 2. From February 27th until March 1st, attendees will have the opportunity to play Patrol, featuring an early area of the game where Ellie and Dina must venture out, to J out of Jackson. 
into the surrounding areas to clear out infected. The demo will span an hour of gameplay and provide just a small glimpse of what awaits you in the final game. Attendees can visit the booth to play the demo, but space is limited. We recommend securing your spot via the Experience PlayStation mobile app available on the App Store and Google Play. New appointments will be made available each day of the show. Also, in the same post they called out, uh, you have another shot to buy the Ellie edition, that super special edition with the backpack and a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, that's going to happen on the 13th, so just two days from now, 6 a.m. Pacific. No, that's right. I'm confused with dates. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah. Six, uh, 13th, 6 a.m. Pacific, Amazon, Best Buy, GameSpot, Walmart, Target, and EB Games. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Not the, I mean, the backpack, whatever. Uh, the fact that people get to play the patrol demo. Yeah, I like that they let you just book a time. Right. I know that like you have to book weeks early, and like that still kind of sucks. But before you, w- before I was pressed and having to get into like trying to get into lines for stuff at packs. Yeah. They would usually fill up before the actual halls open. Totally. P- you pack doors open or any d- convention doors open, mm-hmm. right? And people sprint to the booth they want to be, and then there's somebody there with the line, line capped yeah. sign right there. Right? I remember trying to play Resident Evil 7 early and like every single day could not get in. Yeah. So it's cool that it could just like, you want to play Last of Us 2? Just download the app. I, yeah. I bet it's still going to be mayhem. But oh, no, of course. Because yeah. new appointments will be available each day of the show. So it's that thing of like, you book the first day, you miss it. The next day you're there. How You know, you're trying to get in. It's crashing. Does it make more sense to be at home or whatever, the hotel using Wi-Fi, trying to get in that way or worry about the convention Wi-Fi? Mm-hmm. It's like at uh, PSX when they put that uh, 20th anniversary PlayStation 4 on sale. And oh, everybody yeah. on the show, <laughs> we're here. We're the biggest PlayStation fans. That's why we're here. And nobody can do it because the Wi-Fi was so bad. The, conne- the connections were so bad. Actually, get out there and get it. Was that the same demo you played at the event? That's half of the demo I played, yeah. Okay. So the uh, when I went and got to get my hands on Last of Us Part 2, this is the first part, which is a slower build-up to what's going on. It eases you in. It's more about Dina and Ellie's relationship and what's going on. It, uh, spoilers, I guess. I'm not going to tell you what happens or anything. But it's the morning after uh, the barn scene we saw, right? Mm-hmm. So it's the morning after the kiss uh, and feeling all that out. It's awesome. It's really great character building stuff. Eventually, obviously, you get to go out and see some infected stuff, but it is a great way of dropping in and seeing what's happening in that world, seeing how beautiful it is, having that breath to walk around and explore it a lot. And then, yeah, the second half I did was where all shit's gone sideways and you're out there fucking killing humans and fighting them <laughs> left and right, but that's not what you're getting. Mm. I, I, we're, we're one month away from what would have been the release date. So I wonder if there was always a plan to put it at PAX East, or mm-hmm. I, mean, I assume you need to do that like well beforehand. But I'm curious, like, I wish they would release more demos online. Yeah. I know why they don't, because a demo can really only lose you money. But not to mention everyone's going to go in and hack it or whatever and reverse engineer. Well, here's what the cutscenes are called, yeah. and now I know how this is going to go. There was a piece of Final Fantasy VII key art the other day, and someone's like, "Oh yeah, we saw the key art in the demo or whatever." And I was like, "Great." That's cool. the demo's already been ta- hacked apart, and nobody else can actually play it yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wasn't the release date supposed to be the fourteenth? March fourteenth? No, February. Was it? Oh wait, you're right. Yeah. Uh, I thought, for some reason, I thought it was March. Yeah. So we would have been days away from. I know. And it would have been, it would have been out, but that doesn't necessarily mean Sony wouldn't have like put it on the floor. God, can you imagine if we were playing Last of Us Part Two right now? <laughs> I know, man. Uh, I mean, good for them for needing to yeah, take, you know, time, take yeah. your time. And I'll stuff. keep waiting on a month. But yeah. like, man, got there's... new levels of chasing Borderlands. I'm okay. Make yeah, a better game. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. It's not like all that marketing budget's being spent on dreams. Hey, man, they just released <laughs> a trailer today. They released a trailer today from their own account. Hey, getting it done. You know okay. what I mean? It had the Peggy logo on it. it seems like it's pretty okay, cool. Don't worry cool. about it. Don't worry about it. Do you think those dates were always the same? What? The Last of Us and Dreams? Ooh, that's a good point. That's a great point. No, probably not. Mm-hmm. I bet Dreams was more able to slide around and do whatever it needed to. Yeah. I think that was a bit more liquid. Also, though, I don't think... I mean, 
Remember, I went and played The Last of Us, and they announced the release date, and then like a week later, they were like, all right, cool, actually, we're moving it. Yeah. And it's like, I get it, cool, but it was like, how long did you... Like, I think it was probably in the, the build-up to the preview event, right, where they were like, fuck, we need more time. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, we're going to announce it. During State of Play, we're going to announce this date, but we'll have to move it around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, um, I, I'm getting reports in the Twitch chat. It wasn't the 14th; it was the 21st or something like that. For, do some fucking research before you start shouting things bro, out at me. All right? I knew it was February. I knew it wasn't like a month away. I knew it was sometime around here. I don't know. I mean, I don't the 14th is a Sonic movie, which is the only thing that actually matters. Exactly. That it's the only thing that matters, man. Yeah, gotta go fast. God, super Where's the blessing? Is blessing taking a date? Blessing, do you have a date for Sonic yet? I don't think he can hear you. No, he yeah. doesn't listen to the show. He doesn't no. care. If he's not on it, Blessing's not going to be a part of it. That's yep. his, his rule. Uh, to be clear, I'm not offering. I'm just curious. Like, I want to know who he's taking. Who's he, who's he, who he is subjecting to Me. that thing. Is it you? No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to Step up. <laughs> Blessing clearly needs somebody. He needs help, man. You know what I mean? He's new in town. He needs a date to the Sonic movie. It's the most pivotal moment in a young man's life. It really is. It really is the most pivotal <laughs> moment in his life, this Sonic movie. Where were you when the Sonic movie came out? <laughs> Number four on the Roper Report. 2K has finally named Michael Condry's studio that we talked about earlier this week. Uh, Jordan Rami over at GameSpot files this report. 2K has announced that its newest studio, which is helmed by former Sledgehammer head Michael Condry, will be called 31st Union, and the team is already at work on a brand new IP. Quote, 31st Union is off to an incredible start with a passionate and talented team, an intention to culture that champions inclusivity and greater representation, and an ambitious and inspired new IP that we're extremely excited about, Condry said. We're creating a development environment focused on a single new IP where passion is at the center of it all. Uh, 31st Union head strategy Tyler Machowd added, uh, we believe diverse perspectives and experiences are crucial to creating a truly global entertainment experience with a deep connection to passionate fans. 31st Union is one of 2K's four studios with multiple locations around the globe, the others being Cloud Chamber, which is working on a new Bioshock game, Hangar 13, responsible for the Mafia series, and Visual Concepts, responsible for NBA 2K and the WWE 2K games. Imran, what's your read? Does this uh- get you excited? Not really. Like, a studio name is not a huge thing. I meant more the fact that this studio is actually working on a new, new IP, Conjury at the head, moving forward on yeah. that front. I assume... I, I was like, man, 30, <laughs> 31st Union, get you going? <laughs> I assume... T- 2K is definitely trying to diversify a little bit, especially, yeah. like, coming up. Especially after, like, the Take-Two news. Because they've, they've probably known Hauser was leaving for a while. And the rumors of tr- them trying to get Take-Two back on a regular schedule for developing games, not just one per generation. Yeah. Even if that one per generation does sell more than, like, everything else combined. <laughs> it doesn't need to be anything else. But I I like the idea. Conjury left Activision. Like, he got promoted out of Sledgehammer to Activision Corporate and then left there because I guess he wasn't happy there or Take-Two offered him a better deal or whatever. But regardless of what it is, I'm excited for what they plan to do there because Sledgehammer was doing a lot of interesting things at Activision and before that when they were visceral. Yep. That, that was my thing. We talked about this. This was back on the 7th, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when we were going through Take-Two financial stuff. Uh, back then, Richard Wakeling at GameSpot wrote, The other project we'll soon discover more about is from 2K Silicon Valley. Uh, the studio was only established a year ago and doesn't have an official name yet, but the team, led by Sledgehammer co-founder Michael Condry, has already been cooking up something. So the fact that they're, that we had that news during the investor call, mm-hmm. which is the normal bullshit, let's tell you little bits and pieces to make sure the stockholders are happy, to now actually having a full-blown name and talking more that you know this is founded for this ip 
it gets me interested as a huge Dead Space fan. And, I mean, uh, also somebody who's known Condry for years, right, since mm-hmm. Dead Space and interviewed him, talked to him and stuff. Um, he's always been a good dude. He's always, uh, you know, t- seemed like he has a good head on his shoulder for games. Yeah. And so when Sledgehammer became just another Call of Duty studio, wish you well, that's cool. Those aren't my kind of games, right? Mm-hmm. So it was one of those things of, awesome, I know you still have cool ideas, but with Activision's boot on your neck for that. Yeah, they, they were doing cool things, but they were doing cool things within the Call of Duty space, which yeah. is harder to break out of. Exactly. And so, yeah, now that you have, you know, assume, assumedly, carte blanche, right, from 2K to go mm. out there and make a new IP and see what 31st Union can do, I'm excited to see what that game actually turns out to be. Yeah, and uh, this is a very, what's the word like, we're targeted announcement, because after the Hauser thing, 2K stopped, or Take 2 stopped Dr. Drip badly. It went, God, I don't want to say it was a record low, but it was it was fairly low for what you would think from uh, Take-Two. So I think this is them saying, like, yeah, but we got a Call of Duty guy now. And yeah. he's heading up a new studio. Yeah. Let's not talk about Dead Space quite yet. That game didn't do great, but... Beloved, though. <laughs> critically acclaimed. Yes. I mean, it has an audience. Yeah. Uh, that niche audience, right? Niche but audience. The, them saying, hey, we have a new studio that's making new things. We're not just GTA. Yeah. We'll live without Hauser. I think this is, like, them... Definitely trying to own the message again, yeah. again in front of that and get, put their best foot forward on this stuff. I'm, I'm excited to see what they do. I'm excited to see what Hangar 13 does next, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, they were talking about yeah. that, right? That they're working on what, do, what is your take on that? Do you think it's another mafia or do you think it's gonna be something different? I, how, did, how did Mafia 3 do? It was not good, not well. Yeah, yeah right. that was a, I, mean, I don't have an r- official number by any stretch of the imagination, but I remember it not doing well. I don't think they do another mafia, but I think they do another open world ish yep, game, right? I feel like you have this. We were talking about last week again on the seventh of. I feel like you have that team there, mm-hmm. and the, even if you know Mafia uh, Three got off the rails and was too much backtracking or whatever, people did really dig the story, yeah. and they did dig the world, just not certain parts of it, right? So take all those experiences you've learned and put it into something new. Yeah, yeah. like I was saying, whenever we were talking about this last week, where uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily need a Mafia Four, but like as long as it's like a cool period piece kind of thing, because they nailed that sixties, seventies like vibe, mm-hmm. I think it'd be cool for them to like experiment around and like um, do something in the past. I think they like do stuff like that really well. At the same time, you have to worry about like how much of your portfolio is period pieces. And I mean That's like fair. take twos yeah. of like Red Dead was not that long ago. It's yeah. I think they said 23 million recently. Wow. Like wow. how how many period pieces can you throw out there without cannibalizing itself? And like it's not that Mafia will cannibalize Red Dead. Red Dead will cannibalize whatever else is selling. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have breaking news, of course, from kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. <laughs> Katie submitted an actual tweet and photo of Fran's car. This is pre-Monster Hands, though. Uh, if you're an audio listener, it is Fran's beat-to-shit Oldsmobile, like I talked that about. Is, like- Samus license plate. Uh, and Fran tweets, this was my actual car when I got started at IGN. It got hit by a bulldozer <laughs> on my hill in San Francisco while I was baking a polymer clay mock GameCube controller in my oven. Trust me, you can't make this stuff up. It looks like it's like... Mid transformation into the Batmobile <laughs> from the rear end. It looks car. like somebody got like super drunk. It's like it would be cool if my car had wings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, and yeah, he was just like, "Let's roll." And that's uh, you know, you're a broke kid who just moved here from <laughs> Illinois. You're just gonna roll with it and just keep on going. Uh, I'm excited to see what Condry Studio is up to. This isn't even the transition. It sounds a lot like it, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five on the Roper Report. Sony's filed an AI patent. People are freaking out about it. This is Matt Kim at IGN. Sony has submit- submitted a patent for an AI that may be able to help players stuck in a game by pointing them towards items or weapons that may, be, that may help them overcome their obstacle. This can either be an in-game item or, if need be, an item available for purchase. <coughs> 
in a patent filing for something called the, quote, in-game resource surfacing platform, end quote. Sony describes the scenario in which a player is stuck in a video game uh, that they may need their help to overcome. Quote, many video gamers, no, m- m- many video games have hundreds of thousands of individual items for the user to earn, find, or purchase and use within the video game, it says in the patent description. The AI tool that Sony is hoping to patent would help search and identify, quote, in-game resources that assist player based on contextual data and data from a community of similar players, end quote. Sony lays out three variations of this tool. One is where the AI identifies the current state the player is in while in a game and cross-references it with other players who successfully move past that point. Quote, the method provides an operation for selecting a resource that is usable by the player to complete the objective based on the one or more resources utilized by respective other players during said successful attempts at completing the objective. End quote. God, legal mumbo jumbo, the way they write this crap. (laughs) Meaning, the AI will find out how other players completed the obstacle and point the stuck players towards that solution. The, the AI tool may also point players towards an item in a store, in-game or online, that can help complete the objective or even advance the game to a point past the obstacle. Parentheses, a skip maybe. So in theory, this is a hypothetical. Yeah. It would be like, I'm losing a lot against a boss in Devil May Cry 5. Yep. So theoretically, the game could be like, hey, why don't you try this weapon? There's other people have used this different weapon for this boss. Or it could be like, Hey, here's a link to the store that has gold orbs. So yeah. even if you die, you can just keep reviving. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I'm throwing up, uh, Barrett, I'm going to throw in the chat another link for you here. This is the actual Mac Kim story because he has a patent image in there. And you can see this, like, order of operations, right, that Barrett's going to pull up here for you right now. Uh, scroll on down. And you see, yeah, it's like, yeah, uh, basically it's the, it's the kid talking into his controller and going, "Hey PlayStation, how do I defeat the boss?" And then the the PlayStation responding, "80% of players like you defeated the boss using resource X." And then the screen says, "Resource X, buy now." Yeah. Two thirds of that I think are cool. That last part. <laughs> mm. That's when you cross the line yeah. into not coolness. Cuz like I remember you ever played Dragon Age Origins? Uh, briefly, it was never my jam. So towards the end of the game when you're doing at a campsite, there's just a dude who's there. And it's like, okay, who's that dude? I'm going to go talk to him. And he starts telling you about this thing, like, hey, there's another problem here. There's some stuff there. There might be some cool treasure. I'm like, okay, yeah, side quest. I could be into this. And then at the, like, when the dialogue option comes up, it says, okay, I'll go pursue this quest. In brackets, it says, buy DLC or buy oh. DLC expansion. I'm like, fuck this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might have gotten this if you did not do it this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep me on the hook going and going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm. It's, I mean, again, as we have to talk about all the time in the show, every one of these video game companies files all sorts of patents for things you will never see. McDonald's. Exactly, <laughs> right? Uh, this one in particular, there's, yeah, there's this kind of cool thing to it of like, man, how do you get past this? Because yes. there are those points where games pop up and give you a hint or a tip, and I see you're struggling. Do you want to skip or something to that effect? I could see it kind of being here, but... After, what, 30-some years of being a video game player, it's always so rare. Like, even in a puzzle game when I'm like, yeah, all right, fine, give me the hint. And the hint comes up, and it's totally has nothing to do with where I'm stuck at. It has to do with, like, overall. Like, you can always look to I'm like, that doesn't help me at all in this situation. <laughs> like, I feel like even though it's AI, so hopefully it'd be learning and figuring out exactly what you mean, would it work? Would it tell you the right things? Would it work with every game? Is it something you have to, like, only first parties are going to be actually putting into their game? And then, yeah. It seems gross to be like, okay, you, but you could also buy the, you know, buy this leveling pack to get past this. Also, wasn't this a Stadia thing? 
It, yeah, no, and that's how and Matt, Kim, Matt Kim's article goes on to mention that this isn't new. Stadia has mentioned it before. There's another group that's mentioned but it But still not out. Like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the Stadia state of mind, right? <laughs> We've mentioned a lot of things that are going to happen maybe one day, sort of, kind of. Yeah, Stadia is the future. The far future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's interesting, and it'd be fascinating to see how it would work because you can totally see... I think of the PlayStation 4 E3 press conference for the reveal, right? Mm-hmm. And like when they had all the graphics on behind jacket, you know, up there for like Gaikai and streaming and all that jazz. And yeah. you could totally see this one in the same style of kid talking to the controller and the controller saying like, oh, yeah, do this. Yeah. Well, or it ahead. could be a thing that exists and just like no one ever used it because at the PlayStation reveal, they're like, hey, you can have a friend take over for you in yeah. a game if it's too hard. Yeah. Which is a thing that exists, just no one will ever use it because right. like it's a pain in the ass to do when you can just do it yourself. The only time I've ever heard of anyone using it is that awesome clip of where uh, this, and it's not, I say awesome because it's like so horrible, but it's awesome of that kid who like uh, couldn't beat somebody in Destiny and like did the pass off to his somebody who said they would help and they just came in and deleted his character. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the kid sobbing because he like does it and he walks away and then he comes back and his character is oh gone. Oh my God. It was one of those as it was like breaking, everybody's like, this could totally be fake and do yeah. a great internet clip. But I want to believe that that really happened and that kid learned a valuable lesson. <laughs> yeah. Don't trust Never anyone. trust anybody Never trust on the internet. Never trust anyone on the internet that you just met in Destiny. <laughs> could be Fran. Probably was Fran. <laughs> Number six and final on the... Ropa Report. Uh, we have Outriders information, that uh, game we've heard a little bit about, right? We had a teaser trailer for it. Square's finally put out some stuff. They put out a, a, a trailer, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I pulled it from Shinobi's Twitter, but then since then I've gotten the press release. But Shinobi put up uh, full gameplay reveal on February 13th at 12 p.m. That's noon Pacific time. Uh, it's a one to three player co-op RPG shooter coming this holiday to PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Gears of, I'm sorry, Xbox One, <laughs> Xbox Series X, and PC from People Can Fly, Gears of War Judgment, or Gears Judgment, and Bulletstorm. Uh, I don't think I have much more for you in terms of press release, but I'm going to still toss it out to you. Uh, Square Enix, creators of the iconic Final Fantasy and Tomb Raider franchises. All right, slow down, can, Square. So we know who the fuck you are. Can you say the word iconic without laughing anymore? I'm, uh, I'm like, <laughs> it's just like Square jumping in. Why are you even bothering? Today announced the, Outri- the Outriders reveal stream and unveiled the debut gameplay tra- trailer. From People Can Fly, the developers of Gears of War Judgment and Bulletstorm, and Square Enix internal, external studios, I should say, uh, the minds behind Sleeping Dogs and Just Cause, uh, Outriders is a co-op RPG shooter uh, for a new generation. Outriders is an RPG shooter set in an original, dark, and desperate sci-fi universe. As mankind bleeds out in the trenches of Enoch, you'll create your own Outrider and embark on a journey across a hostile planet. Uh, With rich storytelling spanning a diverse world, you'll leave behind the slums and shantytowns of the first city and traverse forests, mountains, and deserts in pursuit of a mysterious signal. Combining intense gunplay with violent powers, along with an arsenal of increasingly twisted weaponry and gear sets, Outriders offer Outriders offers countless hours of gameplay from one of the finest shooter studios in the industry. Have you seen the trailer yet? I did. Okay. You? I've not. You want to watch it? You want to watch it, Barrett? Or are they going to get acclaimed? <laughs> are they going to get us in trouble, Barrett? Remember yesterday we watched we watched the the VR thing yesterday. Mm-hmm. You, you remember this mom talking to her dead kid in VR. Yeah, that was off putting. That got us claimed. Yeah, that got, it and was not so even, weird. And not even claimed like, oh, we're taking your ad revenue. Like you're blocked. Like we yeah. have to take the episode down. Like, and it was just like it was like a weird visual thing. It was just so weird. Huh. And so I saw the subreddit talking about it, where they were like, the, when you you know when you go to it and it says, oh, this has been claimed by whoever, mm-hmm. they're like, these people claim do bullshit claims all the time. It's yeah. probably just that kind Some of. Some Russian company used to take down my Devil May Cry combo video. Bastards, you know what I mean? All right, so we're gonna pop it up here. If you're an audio listener, listen along. Here we go. This is off of Twitter. It's gonna be bad, but no. Oh, it's in four by three too. Great. 
It's Twitter. It's Twitter. You went. You did Twitter instead of YouTube. That's what you get. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just let him go. People want to see the full thing. They should. That's what you linked to in the thing, though. Is the Twitter? <laughs> what did I link to? Is in the. I didn't, even, I didn't even submit this. Uh, what's his name? Blessing did. He sucks. Not me. <laughs> Blessing sucks. Guys. He needs to date the Sonic. What do you don't need him. It's the normal thing is I watch it, like, and I mean, obviously you need to watch it the sound up or whatever, because they talk about, you know, humanity's last hope, they come here, this thing that was supposed to save them didn't, now they got, they're on Enoch, and they got all this uh, devil juice or whatever the hell they call it on their arm, I don't know, it's, it, it's very, it's a very cinematic, very cool trailer, but it's like, I was hoping for more bullet storm from this. Well, again, this is all cinematics, right? Yeah. Like, the gameplay reveal is going to be Thursday, how are they talking about? The Outriders reveal stream will feature game director, uh... Bartek Kamita, uh, lead writer Joshua Rubin, and host, um, oh, Malik Forte, uh, and is set to debut uh, Thursday, February 13th at uh, 8 p.m. GMT. You can watch on twitch.tv squash, squash, <laughs> twitch.tv slash square Enix. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like. Aesthetically, like, not necessarily feeling it, but we'll see how gameplay yeah. looks. Yeah, that's the thing about it, where the game. I mean, my, my, my take on this, you know, again, cinematic, is that. This looks better than I expected, even with no expectations. Where I was like, "Oh, Outriders! I don't know anything about it. Don't really care." Mm-hmm. And then this looks okay. This looks this looks interesting enough that I want to know what the game actually is yeah. and what the gameplay does look like. But will it be something I actually jump into and play? Yeah, I, I really like Bullstorm. So even just the gameplay might be enough to get me on board. Yeah, but yeah, we'll see. We will see. This um, looks very Destiny-like. Exactly. That's the thing, right? And so, yeah, one to three player Destiny sounds interesting. I don't mm-hmm. know. We'll have to check it out. Uh, more on that, obviously, this week when the actual reveal stream happens. But, Imran, mm-hmm. holiday 2020 is when Outriders is coming out, and that's still so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today! If you have early access for dreams, you have the full game right now. I was playing it before this, but I'm still in the tutorial, so I can't say anything other than that. A lot of tutorials, but yeah. uh, as you'd expect. It's like a good hour and a half, two hours. The tutorials? If you're like going for, through for stuff to learn how to make yeah, a game. Yeah, I went into the dream surfing stuff, yeah, because I want to start unlocking my home space mm-hmm. and all that jazz. Uh, Yakuza 5 is out on PlayStation 4. Nice. Uh, Terra Genesis is on PC. And that's Yakuza 5 Remastered, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. I uh, think if you buy the physical version, you get a... Like a PS3 box for Yakuza 5 as well. Oh, well, Because they never released it physically on PS3. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Terra Genesis is on PC. Dead Cells The Bad Sea DLC is out now across PC and consoles. Not for resale. A video game store documentary is out now on all sorts of digital platforms. I think that's about Pink Gorilla in Seattle. Is it? I believe so. That was what the cover made me think at least. Okay. I got. I think I have a state. I have some kind of interview in it that they did for me at a PAX. But it was, I mean, I was about like mm-hmm. video games stores and stuff in general, not yeah. about like that specific one that I've never heard of. And I was like, fuck it, digital future, these things suck. <laughs> Grindstone gets an update. Uh, it's a Valentine's Day update. You can get a romantic new outfit for the main character and new arrow, bug fixes, new gore slider. So if you want less gore, and then mid level saves. Thank fucking oh God. Oh my God. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, you can save and it come back. It drove me insane. The number of times I'd be like, I just got a text message, I'm going to switch over, <coughs> and then I return and the game just rebooted. Because that's the way phone stuff works. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I guess I just lost all the You love Grindstone, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not like how you thought, like, yes, I do love Grindstone. Well, I, I mean, like, I've been, I've been playing it for, like, since it came out. Yeah. Still not done. Yeah. Because they get hard. there are some difficulty spikes where just, this is going to take me forever. Yeah. And I just have to get lucky at some point. Yeah, with, like, how they drop and stuff. Yeah. That was, like, one of the few frustrating things for me. You liked it, though, right? I did like it overall, but it was one of those things where it felt like it was still kind of designed as a like 
microtransaction microtransaction game yeah. but it wasn't and so it was like a weird it felt like at odds with itself but Interesting. It, at, at the end of the day i still really liked it yeah like even if it does get too hard you still get like a good hundred levels before it gets impossibly difficult yeah, yeah. did you ever finish it no <laughs> i didn't yeah i mean it, it, you know it's my normal thing with uh mobile games <laughs> where I was enjoying it, enjoying it, and then, you know, like, I stopped for some reason, got distracted by something else on my phone, and I haven't doubled back. Yeah. I was playing that, you know, Metro Mini, whatever. Mini Metro? Mini Metro. Mm. No. Mini Roadways, right? Oh. Okay, thanks, everybody. All right. <laughs> mini Metro was the, the debut one where you, you laid out the subway tracks, then I started playing Mini Roadways or whatever oh. where you run around. When you said Mini Metro, like, my assumption was immediately, like, like a mobile Metro like Exodus style game? Oh no 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 like, no no no! What? This is when I was just making just roads, you okay. know, like the fun part of Sim Cities. Um, where did I keep games on this fucking thing? <laughs> I have a game. Oh, I just have a game. Yeah, 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 me too. Uh, yeah, mini motorways. That's what it was. Official title. Okay. Yeah, you still are you still subscribed to Apple Arcade? I think I got my first billing yeah. recently, but yeah. yeah, it's I probably shouldn't be because I've really only played Grindstone. Yeah, I should play more or stop I, paying for it. I am still subscribed. I need to just go back and refill the coffers because it's that thing where I, the, so many dropped in the beginning, you know what I mean? Like uh, assemble with care and stuff that I like got them and play, spaced them out, played them over time, and I haven't gone back to like get the new stuff, the new yeah. hotness. So. Like I downloaded the, what was the Capcom one? Shin Sekai in the Depths or something. Okay. And I was like, oh, I hear this is good, but no one's ever talked about it, so yeah. I don't actually know. So I'll download it and see. And what do you have to lose, there. right? Yeah. I have Mosaic on here because I was stoked for that, but then it just came this week, and it's going to be my PSN game. Like, great, perfect, trophies. <laughs> I don't need to play that ever on the phone or whatever. That's how it is, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I looked through here. Jenny LeClue still haven't done. Card of Darkness everybody's talking about. I have Overland on here I never did anything with. Oh, Neocab, which I was so stoked for when we did it at the Switch GDC in Nindies last year yeah. and still haven't played it. Now I'm it like, I don't want to play it on my phone. I want to play it on the iPad, and then... Why don't I just wait? It'll eventually be on consoles. Just wait, Greg. You know Assemble I mean? with Care, Choo Choo Rocket, Grindstone. Assemble with Care I loved. Shinsekai, Card of Darkness. So what I have installed, really only touch Grindstone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. Too busy. Too many things to play. And yet this thing is with me literally all the time. Exactly. You can play it anytime <laughs> you want to. Uh, Red Dead gets its weekly update. Highlights include 40% uh, XP and roll XP boosts across the Moonshiner, Bounty Hunter, Trader, and Collector rolls. Uh, the Lover's Collection reward earned by finding the Chocolate Daisy Gold... Yellow, gold, diamond ring, a whole bunch of Red Dead stuff. There's new clothing additions, uh, limited time clothing, uh, more Twitch Prime benefits are going on, and discounts, all sorts of stuff. New dates for you. Uh, One Finger Death Punch 2 Journeys to Xbox. God, I hate it when I copy in the fucking title of the <laughs> email and I don't catch it. One Finger Death Punch 2 coming to Xbox, Switch, and GOG February 26th. Twin Breaker, a sacred symbols adventure, comes to PlayStation 4 and Vita. It lives March 24th. Mathland comes to Nintendo Switch February 24th. Wavy the Rocket is releasing May 7th on PC and other consoles later this year. And then Broken Lines comes out February 25th on PC with Nintendo Switch's release date coming later. Deals of the day for you. Uh, as we said earlier at the top of the show, The Division 2 right now is three fucking dollars on the PlayStation Network and Xbox Jesus, Live. Man. You can get it for five dollars on uh, well, Amazon, Xbox, Amazon, you can get an Xbox digital code for five, I believe. You play PlayStation 4 and Xbox on GameStop. Basically, it's on sale everywhere, though, and I wouldn't be surprised if some of those get adjusted to three dollars as well. But for sure, PSN and Xbox Store, three dollars. Don't be stupid. Please yeah. go buy this game. Do it. It is absurd. Like, Honestly, it's a good argument for never buying games at launch. 
That's a terrible argument. Don't do that. No, support your. You would save fifty seven dollars. But you would have missed all. Uh, the, what did I put in? Like one hundred and twenty hours. You would have missed one hundred and twenty hours of hanging out with Greg and being in the kind of funny clan, and we got the kind yeah. of funny banner and stuff. Some now you can do it though and join us. There were good memories made when that game launched. And, there was me- and, and if we didn't get, if we didn't all get that game at launch, those memories wouldn't have been made. Will memories there be, new, are me- will there be but- new memories made soon? Find out. <laughs> uh, 34 minutes. <laughs> YouTube.com okay. slash kind of funny games. You can put the $57 to whatever that is. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right. Thanks, Siri. Uh, and then Barrett, you put it. Barrett's Choice on here, which I'm uh, always a fan of. What do you got for me? So I don't have a deal as good as Division 2 for $3. You do. Obviously, seriously, it's, it, it's so good. But if you're someone like me who likes to go back and play old video game series because you struggle with depression, this is the only way you know how to deal with it. Uh, like I do with uh, playing all the Zelda games. Check out Zelda Interview on March 3rd. And what I'm currently doing with all the Assassin's Creed games, uh, there's a bunch of Assassin's Creed stuff on sale right now on PSN. Uh, Ezio Trilogy is $16. Assassin's Creed Rogue is $12. Like I brought up last week, uh, Odyssey Gold Edition, which comes with Assassin's Creed 3, is uh, $25. And then Black Flag, Unity, and Syndicate uh, have all, I don't know when this happens, but they're all like, it seems to be at a, permanent $30, but those other games have been marked down. Like, Odyssey Gold Edition was, like, I think $99 in total. If you get that for 25 bucks, you get two games. Odyssey say, a fantastic game. Yeah, Come Odyssey on. a fantastic game. AC3, not as much. Um, and then... Also, uh, you know, I, I love Batman Arkham. You can get the Return to Arkham, uh, which comes with uh, Arkham Asylum and Arkham City for $5 on PSN. And then uh, you can get the Rocksteady Batman Collection, which just is Return to Arkham with Arkham Knight for $18 right have, now. Have they updated that W Montreal tease yet? No, absolutely fucking not. Don't. God, so they did it fuck. once and then waited a month? Or more than a month? No, they waited three... That that original tease was September, whatever Batman Day was. I think it was September. And then they didn't tease anything until January. And then it's been like 34 days since <laughs> that last tease. And Imran, I'm going fucking insane. <laughs> Especially with all these rumors about it being like a re- like a soft reboot of the Arkham like universe and shit like that. Like, I just... I need to know! I fucking need to know! Tell him, WB Montreal! Why are you killing this kid? I like the idea of just somebody for, like who's making the decisions watching this show and just being like, like a sniffer of wine, just kind of laughing, laughing themselves. Just laughing at Barrett. <laughs> 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 Fuck Barrett, Courtney. Hashtag reveal your unannounced Batman game. Uh, we should work on that hashtag. That's not yeah, that great. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. too long. Reveal your unannounced Batman game. Yeah. I, sounds like innuendo. Reveal it, WB. Reveal it, WB Montreal. WB Montreal, tell the truth. Release the Snyder Cut. No, not that release one. the this Snyder Cut. No, 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 no. <laughs> no I, was, I was giving multiple. Okay. I'm sorry. I was on rapid fire. There. Uh, time for reader mail. You can write into patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames to be part of the show and get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, Greg Way, Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Upstart. As most of us have found out the hard way, getting into debt is easy, getting out is hard, especially if your credit score isn't great. Thankfully, now there is Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score and offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high-interest credit card debt. Of course, when I moved here, I took out a loan, and uh, I had a terrible rate because they did not take into account any of the stuff Upstart does because Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter rate. Upstart believes you're more than just a credit score. They believe in you. Uh, they make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit. Uh, you, the hard pull comes after you accept the rate. 
The best part, once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards uh, and meet their financial goals. Uh, Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is top-ranked in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot.com and hurry to Upstart.com slash KFGames to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate takes only a few minutes. That's Upstart.com slash KFGames. Next is Mint Mobile. If you're still using one of the big wireless providers this year, have you asked yourself what you're paying for? Between expensive retail stores, inflated prices, and hidden fees, you're being taken advantage of because they know you'll pay. Enter Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile provides the same premium network coverage you're used to, but at a fraction of the cost because everything is online. Mint Mobile saves on retail locations and overhead, then passes the savings on to you. Uh, Tim got his mom this because he noticed uh, her wireless plan had a whole bunch of bells and whistles she wasn't using. Uh, This got it down because it's easy, and that's what Mint Mobile does. Mint Mobile makes it easy to cut your wireless bill down to just 15 bucks a month. Every plan comes with unlimited nationwide talk and text. With Mint Mobile, stop paying for unlimited data you'll never use. Choose between plans with 3, 8, or 12 gigabytes of 4G LTE data. Use your phone with any uh, use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with your existing contacts. Ditch your old wireless bill and start saving with Mint Mobile uh, to get new a new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and Get the plan shipped to your door for free. Go to mintmobile.com slash games. That's mintmobile.com slash games. Cut your wireless bill down to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash games. And finally, it's Spotify's The Besties. Hey, listeners, we know you love all things video games, so we want to tell you about a Spotify original podcast called The Besties. Every Friday... The creator of the, creators of the Adventure Zone, Justin and Griffin McElroy, are joined by two of their best friends and hardened video game reporters, Rush, Russ Frustick. I've never, I did this yesterday. First time I've ever said Ru, Ru, Russ's last name. Russ Frustick. 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 Right? Yeah. I would, yeah. I've never heard it out loud. Yeah, so. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Chris Plant uh, to go deep on a single new video game. Uh, if you've been a fan of Polygon, you know these guys. They co-founded it. Plus, the besties cover all the major moments in video games in 2020, from new console launches to Cyberpunk 2020 and beyond. And... At the end of the year, they do a complete showdown, uh, pitting all the top games of the year. I did, oh, I did it again. This ad copy isn't updated. Again, the Cyberpunk 2020 thing is not me screwing up. It's the ad read. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. We're going to re- fix it now. They got confused because 2020 is a board game or a yeah. tabletop game. No, I don't think so. I bet whoever wrote... Well, maybe they did. Because yeah. I, bet, I, bet, al- I bet they wrote. I bet uh, uh, Travis and Ryan It's also wrote. not 2099. Twenty seventy seven. You got confused with the Spider Man thing. Shut up! Stop looking at my notes as I do it. So, plus the besties cover all major moments in video games in twenty twenty, from new console launches to Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven and beyond. Beyond. And at the end of the year, you do a complete showdown, pitting all the top games of the year against one another to figure out the very, very, very best game of the year. It's pretty epic. But the besties can't do it without their fans who write in each and every week with all sorts of goofy suggestions. It's like a book club for video games. Uh, I talked about it yesterday. Uh, one of the coolest things that ever happened to me when I started my YouTube channel was uh, Justin McElroy himself showing up for every oration in at least the first three comments to talk about it. And that's making the McElroy moment. That's right. I didn't know how to say his name back then either. Uh, you can find the besties on Spotify, which also has all your favorite podcasts like this one and music all for free. Listen to the besties for free only on Spotify. Ricky McFly. 
who's getting quite a name around here for writing in each and every day, mm-hmm. uh, writes in this time, Imran, and says, Dead Cells dropped its new DLC and shows us that stylistic visuals still have a place in today's hyper-realistic ray-tracing worlds. Do you think the future of gaming will eventually abandon this retro style, or will it live on forever? Especially all of us who grew up on Sonic 2 and Super Mario World will be old and dead. Damn. All right, bye. I think people still buy it. Like, the people who didn't grow up on Sonic and Mario World grew up on Dead Cells. Like, they, there is, it's an art style, and it's not one that's necessarily, like, considered worse by people who buy video games now. So, I think stuff like that, Dead Cells didn't succeed because it was a pixel game. It succeeded because it was a very good game. Yeah. I think as long as they just do the kind of style they want, which that is the question, really, is, like, are the developers who've moved past that going to want to do it in the future? Harder to say. But I don't think the market's going to change so dramatically that it will be completely phased out. It seems like so many indies get their starts with a pixel-based uh, uh, throwback retro-style look, right? Because right. it is so much easier to do. And when you're a small team, you're just getting going. You want to start with something basic. I wouldn't say easier. I'd say probably more in their wheelhouse. Okay. Pixel arts definitely can be harder. That's fair. You're 100% right. I, I'm speaking out of turn on that one. Yes, yes, yes. I'm saying the more... Basic art style, not talking about like uh, the whole uh, why Bloodstain had its art style versus the pixel base that people right. wanted for it and stuff like that. I think that to your point too, that as developers grow, teams get bigger. Your now, I wouldn't even say your personal desire to make something bigger finally catches up to you get you have the means to make what you dream of right and i think that's when you see people start experimenting and changing their art style but i think you're always going to see see smaller games come out and have this oh this throwback style like she dreams elsewhere right one Mm -hmm. of the showcase games like that game looks like it could run on the nes right and that's on purpose and you think of undertale right like undertale looks so basic compared to the last of us or whatever Mm -hmm. right but it's because of hey, this is how we're starting. This is the vision of our game. We think it fits for what we're going for. I think even with all the tools put out before developers, there's going to be developers drawn to that style. Yeah. That's not going to go anywhere. And there are also people who are like drawn to... like There are always people who are going to discover Mega Man for the first time. Yep. And they're going to be like, okay, I really like the style. I really like retro NES stuff, even if I was born in 1998. So it's going to be people who find that sort of thing and say, maybe I can improve on this. Like Dead Cells is not a... It has a pixel art style, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't compare it to like an SNES game, honestly. It looks way better than most SNES games in terms of animation and flow and stuff like that. So I don't think that it's... I don't think we're ever going to move past it necessarily as a whole. Stuff fades in and out of market and like what's in style and what's yeah, not. Yeah, what's in vogue, yeah. Yeah, and there was a time period during the N64 and PS1 and all that that... 2D games just weren't in style because everyone wanted to push 3D as the next big thing because yeah. they thought the market wanted. And then a couple of generations later, it kind of reverted back with like XPLA and the rise of the indie game and stuff like that. Yeah. So again, all of it just comes in waves. So I don't think anything's ever going to permanently go away. Yeah. I think, yeah, there's always, especially as the breadth of games just keeps getting bigger. Yeah. Right. You talk about N64, it was so much harder to be an indie developer on N64, if not impossible. Right. right. So like, yeah, now the ability to get tools in anybody's hands and have them create, I think you're going to see every art style you can possibly imagine for the rest of the time. Yeah. As think, long as it's able to make games. Think about the games coming out in March are Animal Crossing, Doom, and Ori from three major like publishers. Two of them are console manufacturers. Those are massively different games, not even from gameplay perspective, but graphically. Like, Doom is more or less a, like, graphical showcase. Animal Crossing very much isn't. Yeah. And Ori is a, like, a very extremely beautiful game that basically has not an indie budget, but, like, an indie sensibility. Sure. 
So if we can keep going like that in the future, which I think we will, then I don't see any like danger to it. Yeah. Uh, final question of the day comes from Jason Das. He wrote in patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says hey guys i've had some friends recently purchase anthem when it was dirt cheap i asked them at the time how's the community right now uh they're liking it so far but the online community has been minimal my question is should i buy the game now or wait for the major overhaul in the coming months i would bet major overhaul comes it probably take longer than a couple of months yeah if you have friends that are dedicated to it and want to play it sure the problem isn't the question is of is anthem worth the money it's is Anthem worth your time? Mm. And that mm. answer is probably no. Like what, what, even for like whatever, how much it costs now? Ten bucks. That's what that's what I was trying to figure out. I'm, I'm googling around right now to see. Yeah, right <laughs> now, just a blank. I can get it for thirteen bucks on Amazon mm-hmm. for a PlayStation Four copy. Uh, of Anthem uh, Honestly, if, and like if they're planning this whole whole overhaul and if it, it brings Anthem back to life and stuff, that's a pretty good investment right into there. I'm just saying. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. we don't know how they're gonna upgrade it though. Like, did they it's say true. that? I no, they didn't say. But I really don't think, right? Can you do that? Of like, <laughs> hey, we all know you bought sixty dollars of Anthem and hated it, and it wasn't that great, and there was these problems. We fixed it all, but we need twenty five dollars from you to get it. Yeah, I think the backlash is so terrible on it. I, there, maybe there's a way to. I think the backlash on like releasing that game in the first place is pretty bad too. And yeah, yeah, they did it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But if you're trying to finally maybe possibly <laughs> dig out of this good. hole, right? Yeah, I don't. I I think that. I mean, my uh, so the question for Jason, right? Like, if you have friends who are playing it right now and you want to play with them, I don't think thirteen bucks—that's a movie ticket, right? Like, right. that's an investment, whatever. But, and, that, and that's new. Used, you can get it for eight dollars on Amazon. So it's like mm-hmm. it starts dropping. Like, go for it. Yeah. I think they're gonna have to give you whatever Anthem two is free. The question I would ask is like, how did you feel about being No Man's Sky? Were you someone who would want to like? play beforehand and just kind of like wait for the updates to filter in or are you someone who wanted to wait for all that stuff to come and then buy it yeah that's not and perfectly analogous to anthem but that's kind of where we're going of you can play it now and see how you feel about it but or just wait ultimately we're talking about maybe a difference of like 20 bucks yeah which I'll, and also the thing too of like if they do this right, the way they describe, whatever you're going to play right now should be dra- drastically different than what you play in yeah. a year. And the fundamentals of Anthem aren't bad. Yeah. So you might have some fun still with it. It's just your time is worth more. Like <laughs> play, a, play a game you really want to play right now Get and the then play Anthem. Later. Come on. Yeah. What are you talking about? Honestly, like if you have a backlog, play your backlog. No, get the division three dollars. Yeah. Uh, it's time to squad up. This is where one of you writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games, giving us your name, username, platform choice, why you need help in a video game. I read here, the best friends come and find you. Everybody plays games together. Today, Jesus Jr. needs help on the PlayStation 4. Jesus's uh, PSN name is Solitary Jess. S O L I T A R Y J E S. Hey, best friends. I finally got a PS4 in preparation for The Last of Us Part 2, and I'm looking for folks to play some games with and meet some kind of funny best friends. I'm totally on board for playing Firewall. I picked up PSVR to try out VR for the first time, No Man's Sky, Uncharted 4, and The Last of Us Remastered Multiplayer. Uh, Typically free on weekends. Grad school sucks and takes up a lot of my time during the week. Look forward to playing with some best friends. If you want to play any of those games, including, of course, this month's free VR game, Firewall, hit up Jesus Jr. Imran, mm-hmm. we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash games to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. Uh, nanobiologist says that when we were talking about PAX East, we said New York instead of Boston. I, I don't believe you, but okay. Yeah, I don't For sure, Naughty Dogs York, post said Boston, so yeah. 
I don't know what you're talking about. Also, don't go to Boston in February. Like, what a dumb idea. Why the fuck is PAX in February? I Come assume on. they're like they have to shift around based on what other stuff is happening in the convention yeah. center. But, but you would hope, but hey, we're PAX. We book it out a year in advance. <laughs> yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, let's do this time again. <laughs> uh, Ray Ray, a whole bunch of people tried to confirm this, try, then changed their own minds and jumped around. Ray Ray, the original Last of Us uh, Part Two release date was February 21st, not February 14th. Uh, Ricky McFly says Take Two shares were down 5.9% to $119.50 in after hours trading uh, after the da- after Dan Hauser bounced. Um, no, I don't ever count the UK stuff here. That's too wordy. <laughs> um, that's not good. Okay. Uh, Ginny Burnt says, Greg, you've been pronouncing my name perfectly every time until yesterday. Don't doubt yourself. It's Burnt. Got it. Uh, Charles Jacobson says a rule of the 104 PSN games ranked is it can't be something you are going to play anyway you just admitted you were going to play Mosaic already so you're cheating Gregory Uh, as I admitted I downloaded Mosaic on Apple Arcade and didn't touch it like the other six games I listed so Charles Jacobson shove it up your ass Right. I, I assume that every game you download, you're like, I'm not getting trophies out of this and just totally. play a PS4 version. What a, what a waste of my time. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it's going to come, I didn't even know that was going to come over. I won out here in the end. Come on now. By the way, um, Kingdom Hearts trophy, not fun. I'm still trying to do that. Still very not fun. Yeah. Like, I, the ones I have left are the ones I didn't feel like doing, like finding every treasure chest and stuff like that. Yeah. Not great. Uh, Arvel points out that Division 2 just announced the new expansion for March 3rd, 2020, Warlords of New York. Uh, yes, I knew that was going to happen. They have a stream at 11. However, we're embargoed to 1130 of giving you impressions of what we played and stuff. I wonder what, yeah, I was about to say, I wonder what that stream is about. Yeah, so yeah, of course, Warlords of New York information leaking March 3rd, 2020. Uh, I'm sure tomorrow they'll talk more about it. But like I said, 1130, Fran and I delve into that, youtube.com slash games. Probably the reason the game's only $3 now and you should scoop it up. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen. This has been Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday on a variety of platforms. We run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. Uh, if you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games, where we're about to do the post show that is exclusive to the platform. Of course, you can watch live YouTube, uh, twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. Uh, watch later YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, roosterteeth.com, or listen on podcast services around the globe. Uh, I'm out to dice, like I said. Watch Thursday, me and Chobot hosting the Dice Awards once again. Uh, tomorrow it's going to be Blessing. Imra, uh, no, Blessing and Witta. Thursday, Blessing and Tim. Friday, Blessing and Tim. Now, that's, of course, do, do Tim's eyes work? Has he walked in yet, Barrett? He has walked in. Did he have a cane? He has sunglasses. Oh. I'm scared. But he, he looks kind of cool. He looks like okay. Cyclops when he's got the sunglasses. No, he doesn't have, like, the round. The, no, 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 no. But, like, okay. uh, like think of, like, high school Cyclops, right? Where he's got, like, the red oh, sunglasses. Oh, he's got the things on the sides. No one's ever said Cyclops sure. is cool. It's also true. Well, no, uh, no one said James Marsden's Cyclops is cool. Cyclops outside of the movies, sometimes cool. Sometimes. sometimes. Cool. Kind of fun. Gamescast, of course, is going to be tomorrow at 2 p.m. You can watch patreon.com slash games as the boys talk about the most iconic portable Nintendo games. For now, though, we got a post show to do, so everybody watching everywhere else. Until next time, it's been a pleasure to serve you. Oh, hey, post show. It's me, Greg Miller. How are you doing? You up. Thanks for watching. <laughs> hey, you up? <laughs> uh, we have a question from A Quirk of Fate. A Quirk of Fate wrote in to patreon.com slash games and says, During Greg and Blessing's discussion on last Friday's episode about Call of Duty potentially not selling as well as last year's game, a thought crossed my mind. Would it be crazy for sales to be lower due to 2020's Call of Duty being on Game Pass? 
Keep up the good work. Love the show. Is 2020's Call of Duty on the Game Pass? I originally, when I read the question to put it on here, thought they were asking about putting 2020's Call of Duty on Game Pass. Mm -hmm. Would it be crazy for sales to be lower due to 2020's Call of Duty bring on Game Pass? They mean being, but 2020 would be this year's Call of Duty. Yes. Which so, they've not officially announced yet, but yeah. Well, they said that there's definitely, there one, definitely coming. one. They yes. won't tell, say who's working on it, but one's coming, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, all the way around, trying to figure it out, <laughs> this question, would it be crazy to put Call of Duty on Games Pass? Game it would be a coup, for sure. Yeah. They would have to change up marketing deals, because I believe Call of Duty is currently associated with Sony. Yeah. Uh, if they did it, it would be a big deal for Game Pass. Activision would have to get a huge check for it. They are, I remember specifically, like, they used to charge Microsoft for uh, just being a popular game on 360. Really? Like, when, there was a quote from Bobby Kodak saying, it's weird how Microsoft takes $50 for Xbox Live every year, and we get none of that. Then about six months to a year later, the price went up 60 bucks. And then they asked Bobby Kodak again, he's like, yeah, now we're fine with it. So the presumption <laughs> was that they started paying Activision for because Call of Duty was so popular and using Xbox Live. Okay. But if they were on Game Pass, the amount they would have to give up in terms of retail revenue would have to be a honestly I would say like upwards of fifty to sixty million dollar check from Microsoft. Wow. Like honestly to recover most of that thing. There's and, no way they would do it, right? Yeah. If if only because I'm pretty sure Sony still has the marketing rights, so it would sure. be a huge problem. Even tossing that out, yeah. I just don't. I think no. Yeah, we're Call of Duty. Why would we want to support your platform that way? If if the sales started trending badly for a couple of years in a row, then yes, I could see that sort of thing happening. But not after one or two bad years. I would say up four or five bad years would have to do it. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right. That's the thing is, I think even when we talk about like, oh, Call of Duty sales dipped, they mm-hmm. still fucking crushed. Like it's not like they're falling off a ledge here, right? Here's what I could see though. Yeah, I could see splitting. Black Ops Battle Royale onto its own thing, then putting that on Game Pass. Mm, okay, yeah, totally. I, that I would buy 100%. Yeah, like that makes total sense. It's a way to get people in while also not really excluding anyone, but also still making as much money as you're going to make anyway. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. And I feel that that's, especially for something like the Battle Royale mode mm-hmm. of, I think when that came out, I you know, I jumped on to play it for a little bit. I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. Let's go. I think there's enough looky-loos and interesting people that, Having it still behind the paywall of the buying the full game, right, sucks. Where mm-hmm. if you were to put it on Game Pass, yeah, that'd be brilliant because yeah. then, yeah, you can still send the microtransactions on it, right? I really like the idea of splitting multiplayer and single player up that way. Yeah. Of like, there's only, there's going to be one on Game Pass, the other ones you have to buy retail. Yeah. Like, I know smart. they wouldn't do it because it's actually way too complicated to do that, do it that way. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it'll create situations where people are not paying as much for a certain thing as they would otherwise, and I'm sure Activision hates that idea. Of course. but Yeah, if it was Activision service, they might have a, yeah. a, more of a feel for it. As someone who doesn't have a ton of interest in Call of Duty campaigns anymore, yeah. but I would like to try multiplayer, I I would totally leap on the idea of, okay, if this is just on Game Pass or this is on sale separately, I would totally buy it. Yeah. Granted, it does seem like they're trying to do the thing now where you can, you're trying to look towards the idea of downloading one thing, you buy everything, but you only download what you want, Yeah. which is... Still kind of shitty, yeah. but it does seem like they're also looking at those. They're worrying about products. data caps, right? They're trying to help you out. What do you want to play first? There's a thing on the new Xbox dashboard. It's like, God, I forget the phrasing they're using, but it's like minimize files or something like that. And if you do it, it'll scan your dashboard or your install games to see what you can make smaller. Oh, okay. Granted, nothing right now supports it. 
Which sure. makes me think that at some point it's like, okay, you could just delete the single player of this game or the multiplayer if you're not playing that or whatever. Well, you figure that, and then it would also be like what, like things that have automatically done, like the 4K res packs or whatever, and like, hey, you haven't played this game in six months. Are you yeah. sure you want to hold on to the 4K assets for Forza or whatever? Yeah, I was looking through my Xbox storage the other day. Yeah. I have, I think it's 75 gigs dedicated just to quantum breaks cutscenes. oh my god oh my god because <laughs> like i was trying to stream it and you can't stream the cutscenes anymore because like they just they shut down servers or something like that's weird maybe they were down or something like that huh. but like it's like okay if you just want to download it's fine it's like well i'm gonna download it i might as well download the highest res yeah and yeah, yeah. they're playing it again so yeah, yeah well, that was a good use of space <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's not how it always goes mm. yeah yeah, I don't think Call of Duty is coming to Game Pass anytime soon. In terms yeah. of the brand new day and date, we're yes. making a big thing. But yeah, that'd be... If there were separate things, then yeah, I could see it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that's your post show. We love you. We appreciate you. We got to talk about Wonder Woman. I got to go to Vegas. Until next time, it's been a pleasure to serve you. Buy the division! <laughs>